0: The INDIANA'S SECOND DISTRICT AS WE TAKE A LOOK AT THE RESULTS FOR THE U.S. HOUSE SEAT. LOOKS LIKE JOE BACH WILL BECOME THE DEMOCRATIC NOMINEE. WE CAUGHT UP WITH BACH AT HIS WATCH PARTY AT THE CLAY DEMOCRATIC CLUB.
1: HE SAYS HE'S EXCITED ABOUT TODAY'S WIN AND LOOKS FORWARD TO WORKING THE NEXT SIX MONTHS TO GET SUPPORT FROM ACROSS THE BOARD.
0: WE'VE GOT A LOT OF, a lot of WORK TO DO AND WE WILL REPRESENT EVERYBODY REGARDLESS OF WHAT THEIR POLITICAL PARTY IS.
2: Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet
1: airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say internet airwaves. It sounds really cool.
2: Alright. Sorry, I'm just Internet Airwaves. Okay, then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia.
1: And welcome. To ready, wear, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We are your non-standard blend of it, and regardless. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful fall-type Wednesday in October, as I like to call us <laughs> October. Uh, so, a lot of things have been going on today. It's so good to be back on. I was actually just—I uh, got some good news, and I got some. I was watching. I, I gotta say, before I even get to the happening now monologue. About, I don't know if you guys remember, about maybe three or four years ago, TV sucked. Like, there was nothing on. It was just, it was terrible to watch television. But now, everything is good. I just got started watching Gotham, uh, and I know that uh, I got a couple listeners on. They've listened, they've watched the show. It's actually, it's decent. It's actually not bad. I'm just, you know, I'm like, come on, Batman's like fucking 10 years old. That ain't right. Uh, you gotta wait, you gotta wait Hopefully it'll be a long longevity season or something like that But Gotham is good The Blacklist, holy shit How good is that show? Um, I-, I watched The Blacklist and Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I even started watching Forever With uh, Ian Grufford or whatever his name is he used to play Mr. Fantastic uh, In the Fantastic Four movies um, But there's a lot of good TV on And I was just watching some of it And I was like catching up on the on-demand thing but spectacular stuff So I was kind of a little distracted Then I went, oh, I, I gotta go to work I gotta go to work So ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any time Let's get right into it How about some Happening Now monologue?
0: Everything that happens now is happening now What happened to then? That's them. When? Just now we it now now Go back to then When? Now Now? Now I can't Why? We missed it When? Just now When will then be now? Soon
1: and yes, the Happening Now monologue. I got to tell you, uh, I don't know if there's something in the air. Maybe it's my approach. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe the, the moon is aligned and you've got another lunar eclipse coming up in April of whatever. But we missed this one because of whatever. But there's just something happening. The past few weeks have been really, really good work-wise. And I hate to, you know. Let's knock on wood. Let's do that. But my gigs, my events have been like going crazy. I've been getting calls um, or emails left and right, filling shows, filling a date here and filling in the one hole. So like I am working nonstop from now until uh, mid February at this point. So I'm like super psyched with all the stuff that's coming in, and and I hope you know I, I think maybe I'm just trying to be worthy of it. Just trying to be good. Trying to not. Be completely mental and go yeah of course you know because it's always uh hunting for work always 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 um and today out of the blue i got a callback for a, a movie coming in that they're going to be shooting in, in this area i think even rhode island area because that's what i gotta go i gotta go for the callback tomorrow um and i actually said no to the callback now scorsese is fronting it it's one of these independent films and i can't say much about it because i'm not supposed to Uh, But it's a speaking role. And not only they want me to come in for the role I read for, but they have another role. They sent me today a speaking role in a film. And I'm like, okay. But, uh, you know, the complication is I'm working, like, nonstop. And they're shooting from, like, Veterans Day to Christmas. And I have, I don't know, I I don't even know if I have time to do it. Um, But it's a good problem to have, I guess. You know, worst case scenario, I just say to the producer or the directors and, the director, the producer, and I go, eh, I get some blackout dates that I absolutely cannot be available. And if they don't want me in, then they don't. But to be called back and to read another one is just really great. And then I got a call last minute. I'm going to D.C. on Monday. It's like fly down to D.C. and then fly back, bing, bang, fucking a boom. And I'm wearing a mask because I'm not getting on a plane because Ebola. (laughs) It's supposed to be really scary, but it's got a stupid fucking name. Ebola. It's like cancer. It's it, Cancer sounds really scary. Unless you say it like turns and Philip and go, cancer. And then it's funny. But Ebola, it doesn't even sound like a real thing. It sounds like somebody, like a made-up name. Anyway, but I got a gig in DC and then I come back. And then especially tomorrow, I got to go down to Rhode Island for the callback. But I come back tomorrow night, the Hysterical Medium at Large show debuts. <laughs> Ebola. Yes, Ebola. The hysterical medium at large show debuts tomorrow, even though we did our test show. Uh, And thank you to some of the listeners who have actually uh, come to the show, to the test show. And I'm looking forward to it. Ticket sales are a little less than we thought, which is fine. um, Because you can't, you know, it's Salem. Everybody, oh scary. Nobody wants to laugh, maybe. Um, But I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. And just overall, just feeling really good. So... I hope that you guys are feeling good, too. And I got a bunch of listeners on uh, Mixler.com. If you guys are on Mixler.com, you get to live chat with me and my guest, who's coming up a little bit later. And we get to do a lot of things. You get to uh, say some things, like Brendan just said, Ebola, which is, again, that's funny. And uh, my niece apparently is listening, so she said, Hi, Uncle. So I said, Hi, Mary Boo. Uh, And if you actually want to do this, this is what we're going to do now. We're going to do this week in movie history, Ultimate Edition. (laughs) Yeah, and it's only Ultimate because I play all the themes. It always seems more than I should. It just is. Always seems more important than I should. So, ladies and gentlemen, this week in movie history... In 1849, Edgar Allan Poe dies from poisoning himself to save the life of Emily Hamilton. That was from the movie *The Raven*. In 1880, Tom Chaney murders Rick, Frank Ross, and his daughter Maddie wants revenge. Oh, that one I got a clip of. Mister Cogburn, what do you want,
2: girl? I'm looking for the man who killed my father. The man's name is Tom Chaney, and I need somebody to go after him. What's your name? My name is Maddie Ross.
1: Yes, Mer- <laughs> that's a long walks for punchline, but whatever. <laughs> uh, this week in movie history, that's right, true grit. It was, it was. Uh, Brendan, this one's for you. In 1944, the Nazis attempt, not because the Nazis, but i we keep moving because that would be very uncomfortable to stop it right there. In 1944, the Nazis attempt to open a portal, letting a baby demon out. U.S. soldiers adopt it. I'll let. Uh, Brendan Mar that Mary married at marinade hell boy that's right uh let's see in this uh, this week in movie history in 1969 Frank Sullivan talked to his son John in 1999 via ham radio and I'll get to the coincidentally <laughs> coincidentally in uh, 1999 John Sullivan spoke to his father Frank Sullivan through ham radio as well uh, but that's just uh, that's from the movie frequency Uh, This week in movie history, in 1980, Ted Stryker is blamed for a failed test flight of the lunar shuttle. (laughs) Ted Stryker. Stryker? Stryker? Stryker! There we go. (laughs) It's from Airplane 2. Uh, This week in movie history, in 2001, Jake Hoyt is taken on a 24-hour hell ride through L.A. by Alonzo Harris. I'll give you a second on that one. That's actually, uh, that was one of my favorite movies. It's Denzel. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, it's Denzel. Oh, shit, look, hoi! <slap> he clicking guns together. That's from Training Day. Uh, this week in movie history, 2004, a predator fights aliens, which is from the movie Aliens vs. Predator. <laughs> Requiem, actually. Uh, this year, this one's for you too, Brendan. In the year, two, uh, in this week in movie history, of 2012, Dr. Curtis Connors grows his arm back. Unfortunately, he also becomes the lizard. (laughs) That's from The Amazing Spider-Man. Keeping with uh, really just staying on Brendan's thing. In this uh, this week in movie history, 2013, General Zod broadcasts a message saying that he's looking for Kal-El. That's from The Man of Steel. And finally, last but certainly not least, this year... Well, this year, this week in movie history, in the year 2015, the Chicago Cubs win the World Series for the first time since 1908. Cubs win World Series against Miami?
2: Yeah, something, huh? Who would have thought? Hundred to one shot.
1: (laughs) And that was, of course, Back to the Future Part 2. And if you listen to the gentleman speaking, Cubs
0: went hundreds of one shot.
1: That was actually uh, Charles, I think it's Fletcher, Charles Fletcher, who does the voice of Roger Rabbit and also Benny the Cab and a bunch of also, a bunch of uh, other cartoon and movie characters. So that's this week in movie history. Now, I was on the fence about our next game, ladies and gentlemen. I was on the fence. Because I was working some of the samples for the free sample game. Oh my God and I was working them, because I'm like, I have to get these samples, because some of them are amazing. But I made a promise to you last week, because this is the month of October. (laughs) And as a result, for the month of October, we are only going to play a very special game called, do you want to see something scary? You want to see something really scary? Yeah, yeah we do. This is a game that I only play with my lovely online Mixler.com challengers uh, that are are capable of actually typing in uh, a response. And we're going to play this much like we play one of the other games uh, where I'm going to play five clips and they're going to be all simultaneously uh, played. uh, Not simultaneously played, but they're all played, uh, connecting to each other. There's no break in between. And, of course, uh, they are separated by only about a second of so, so you can know the difference between what you're listening to and uh, what, you, what you have to listen to. Yes, Brendan's going to crack his knuckles because Brendan's ready for this because Brendan is a huge uh, sci-fi sp- uh, spooky kind of guy. So that's what we're going to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready, well, hopefully you are, and if you're not, you're about to play do you want to see something scary? Oh, 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 before I play, before I play. Be sure to write all five movies in and then hit enter. Do not hit one movie and then enter and then another movie and then enter because you'll ruin it. Because then there would be no prize awarded. And there's a fantastic prize, as a matter of fact. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Want to see something scary? You want to see something really scary?
2: The eater of worlds and of children. You're gonna be just fine. I'm, I'm your number one fan. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face, and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Red rum, <laughs> red
1: rum, oh, red rum.
2: They mostly come at night.
1: Mostly. there Here we go. So see if you can guess all of those particular movies. All scary movies. Oh, let's see. No Idea, Misery, Halloween, Shining, Aliens. Did I... What happened here? Did I put that there? Oh, I know what it is. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Oh, you don't know the first one? Really? Really? Misery, you got right. Halloween, you got right. Uh, let's see. Shining and Aliens, you got right. But it's actually The Shining. If you, See, now you gave them all away. I am the eater of worlds and of children. What guy would actually say that? What What creature, what kind of scary dude would terrorize children? And I kind of gave it to you a little bit. Three of the movies are actually written by the same dude. <laughs> Come on, I know you got it. Come on! Do I have to give it to you, for reals? All right, the actor's name is Tim Curry. And no, no, it's not, uh, what's that, the uh, movie? You got nothing? Really? How about It? It was it. Yes, it. Misery, Halloween, and The Shining. That is uh, what they were. I'll play it again. I am the eater of wood. Yeah, now it makes sense. And of children. Yes. That was it. Mm.
2: I'm your number one fan. I'm
1: your number one fan. I'm your number one fan. I met this six year old old child with this blank,
2: pale, emotionless face the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. The devil's
1: eyes. Yeah, that's most children, right? Red rum! Red
2: rum! Red rum! Case in point. They mostly come at night. Mm. Mostly.
1: Mostly. Yeah, so there's the the five movies. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's how we... And I do, I miss the sample game. I really want to play the sample game, but we'll play that in November because we get a lot of things kind of happening over the next... uh, few weeks and I'm going to be very busy but I'm never going to um, fail my listening audience you lovely people both listening through um, mixler.com and my website markscalia.com so here's what we're going to do ladies and gentlemen. we're running short on time which is awesome I'm trying to get the show a little tighter so when we come back we're going to meet an amazing uh, person amazing gentleman um, who there's a long history between him and I but then there's an actual short history be- between him and you and I- him and I. Uh, I don't mean to be super cryptic, but it's it's kind of a thing. Oh, and by the way, we have a very special commercial coming up, new sponsor, um, and uh, it's, I'm very excited about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to listen to our uh, our wonderful guest, Mr. Tim Hughes. When we come back, but right now you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. I'll be right back.
0: I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're
1: back.
2: So what do you want to do?
1: And police still targeting them.
0: Wait, no, no, Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? You say that you're a pretty normal, horny old man. We talk about oral sex. There's the
2: internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. smells sweet! She got everything! What's in store for these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. One ugly
0: motherfucker. <laughs> of the galaxy. I listen to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Exterminate! Exterminate!
1: Exterminate! To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via the phone, Tim Hughes. Hello, hello, hello,
0: this phone conversation. (laughs) There we go.
1: Say hello to my wonderful listening audience, Mr. Hughes.
0: Hello, wonderful listening audience. And yes. How are you this evening? I, I, they really,
1: they're not going to answer you that well. They're, they're, I know, I know. I figured, I'll, hey, maybe they'd yell out enough. <laughs> they could. If they yell loud enough, I can, <laughs> I can probably hear them. Uh, but they're listening to the, the To Catch a Predator promo that we, we just did. And <laughs> oh, it's boy. To Catch an Actual Predator. thats the. I think it's a little garbled, but I was working on it. So I don't know. I'll get a little feedback from the audience at some point. But enough about <laughs> them. I got you. Tim, how are well, you, my friend? i'm very good how are you i'm good now i alluded to uh our our short history our short slash long history we have a short history in the world of comedy but we have a but we have a long history as far as film goes yes we do which is it's, it's i would like why don't you tell that story see if see if you know the story as well as i remember the story
0: well i remember when it was uh what was it 2012 I think of something like that oh, and CDIA. And it was the, what was the name? What was that? The casting class.
1: Uh, you yes.
0: you that what it was? Is that what it was called?
1: Well, we did directing. I, I was teaching directing film. Oh yeah. That too.
0: Yeah. you did casting as an exercise. In it. I, I did casting and, as part um, of the
1: directorial thing. Yes. Yes.
0: And, uh, cause that was, a, that's an interesting school. And, uh, <laughs> I remember when we had the. I remember when we had the casting thing, like I was just saying.
2: Yeah. And we had all the
0: random people come in. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite a
1: <laughs> Yes, casting is a casting is like sifting through. It's like going in sometimes it's going into a target, not knowing what you're looking for. And maybe you get a good deal and sometimes it's like going to like a savers or building 19. Kind
0: of thing. Yeah, right sometimes you get a couple that you're just like alright
1: thank uh, you it's a wagon and it only has three wheels that's fine I can maybe use it but no I won't yeah exactly I have this little tiny bug flying around my house I had little flies in my house tiny ones <laughs> and I'm swinging <laughs> one, at them
0: I had one the other day and the entire time I was sitting because I was sitting playing video games and it kept landing on my head yeah and then it started it's my, he started doing it to my roommate too <laughs> this guy's motherfuckers have to
1: get us i i know they don't have a brain but they they live to piss me off i think oh and they're
0: very good at it
1: so but we knew each other from the film world because you were a film student you were you were gonna you were going to film you were doing sound and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and now hold on uh kim sandler just said i have one of those little fruit flies too well i don't know where they come (laughs) from i don't know where the hell they come from they just they're everywhere flies are a useless thing i'm sure that you know, the ultimate creator made them for some reason, but I don't fucking, it's like mosquitoes. I don't see a purpose. I feel
0: like, like it's as if, you know, you're having a really good day and they're just like, all right, this guy's having too good of a day. (laughs) Let's put, let's put a fly in, just interrupt him a little bit because you can never just, it's never just like, oh, hey, there's a fly. You're always just like, oh my God, if that fly doesn't go away. Yeah. And then you try those, you try all the tactics to get it out, like creeping up behind it. (laughs) And, and then, then, uh, they're not that smart, to, like, push how, them out a
1: window. How, how are we not trapping them all? We're, we're far smarter than fucking flies and we can't wow. beat them.
0: I remember they're the numbers. summer, the summer camp that I used to work at, I was sitting outside on a picnic table and I was, you know, I was the unit leader. So like I was taking care of all the activities and, you know, planning out the day and I'm just sitting there and this fly kept landing next to me on the picnic table that I was at. And I had a pen in my hand, and, like, I kept shooing it away. Hmm. And then finally it just landed, and I slammed the pen down. Okay. And thinking that I would was going to miss, and I, I put it through one of its wings, and it, the pen stuck in the table, and it just sat there, like, buzzing in a circle because it was stuck. And I was like, holy crap, I just did that.
1: That's like Karate Kid shit.
0: Yeah, I feel like Chuck Norris. <laughs>
1: Great. Like, uh, wax on, wax on. Let me. Uh, I'm going to put your information into the chat so our lovely uh, listening audience can uh, stalk you uh, via the internet, which is wonderful. So again, so you and I, um, we've known each other. Uh, we met through uh, CDIA, which is a, a, a film school, essentially film, photography, mm-hmm. digital imaging. And you were going to you were doing some film work for a while. Yep. And then you started the comedy thing. Yeah, I uh, tell me about well, that. What? 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 I mean, because I, I was already in comedy, then got into film, but you were in film and went into comedy. Tell me about that evolution.
0: So, I was brought up on the life of George Carlin because of my father. Okay, and I have been just the biggest comp stand-up comedy fan of my entire life. I just watch everyone. I love going to shows. I just love the. It's just nice to make people laugh, and I'm glad that there's like. There's like a career of it. <laughs> it's an odd one. Yeah. But, and it's not, you know, it's not your, hey, send in your resume. It's a, you know, temp, you know, an entry level job. It's like, no, you got to, you got to hustle. Yeah, always. But, and I've just always wanted to do it. And then finally, and like, I've, I, my computer is just filled with stuff I've written down over the years. My phone is just filled with notes of thoughts that I have. And I've just been going back to them. And finally, I, some, one of my buddies did it. and I was like, when are you doing it again? He's like, two weeks. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I went up, I did it. I got the first laugh. And I was just like, I want to. That was that moment where I was just like, I got to keep doing this. Yeah. It's
1: like, uh, I've had this discussion with comics and especially when I started with guys. We always talked about the, um, the influence. It's like, it's the, it's the ultimate high. It's like you mm-hmm. come off, it's like, and people have said they've done the comparison, it's like doing heroin. And I'm like, I've never done heroin, but I don't I can't imagine it would be I mean the high is probably that that excited high that that's what it yeah. gets you in. And, and it you, you crave it. You want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and just doing it. And then when it starts to suck, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, this sucks, but I, I kind of still want to do it. It's like you're having yep. a low point with the high. Mm-hmm. So how long you been at it then? I just started back in March. Oh, you fucking rookie! I love the dude. Oh, dude, I'm such a rookie. I'm like people. (laughs) uh, I
0: should be getting hazed. Like God,
1: (laughs) don't believe me. I'll do it. (laughs) My brother's like, what are we talking about? We're talking about comedy being like heroin. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe my brother's taking heroin. I don't know. He's maybe sells heroin. I don't know. I know Brendan. I don't want to say anything bad about Brendan because he's one of my listeners. But Brendan's got a severe drug habit. He does um, morphine or uh, something. I don't even know. <laughs> or maybe he sells it. I don't know. He's Oh, no. He's, it's fake blood. That's what he does. Fake blood. They uh, that's It's not morphine. It's not morphine. It's <laughs> fake blood. It's just fake blood. It's just you drink the fake blood. and it's, it's, But, yeah, so since March. So, oh, my God. What was it? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing you, Brendan. You don't Oh, I know. None of none of my none of my listeners are on drugs, as far as I know. I mean, Kim t- <laughs> she ingests a lot of caffeine. I'll give her that. Um and my brother, well, he's completely going the opposite direction. But I'm talking to a guest. I don't have time to chat with my listeners too. Uh, <laughs> and if you had if you were here, you could actually see all the chats, but I'll just leave it that. Um but so now you've been you've been really I mean, since March, how many times you've been up?
0: I don't even know. I've done it a bunch of times since.
1: You're not keeping track? No. (laughs) Oh, Tim, I got to tell you, the best thing I ever did, the best thing I ever did was, I mean, and it served me later, but to keep track of every show you've ever done, keep track of it. Because what's going to happen is the longer you do it, you're going to be able to look back and go, oh, I did this and I did that. And I mean, I was, I started writing stuff in a day runner (laughs) with a pen and a pencil. Um, but now everything is in my, uh, electronic calendar and I print out the calendar every year and, and like, and I have a database, uh, and I keep track of everything and it helps me now because now I make a living at it and I got to keep track of my gigs and my mileage and who I'm working for and who owes me money and all that stuff. So that would be my recommendation, especially now it's only been since March. You got uh, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. You only got to buy eight months in. You can actually probably go back and track that all, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, oh yeah. One bit of advice I'd give you: track all the shows because you go, oh, I was there before, I wasn't there. It's just a nice little bit of information, especially with this digital age that you fucking kids live in now. You have all these advantages. <laughs> us young, us young whippersnappers, and whippersnappers, and I say everybody young in the business because you, you're my god. You're like you're still a zygote in the business. <laughs> you're not even. I know you're not
0: even a fetus yet. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm I'm gonna be thirty in December. Oh. I know,
1: right? Well, you know, I know a lot of guys. Uh, I just worked with a guy a couple of weeks ago. He's been in it like a year and a half, and he's almost fifty. So, you know, you find out what you what works, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan said you're a baby. <laughs> this is I've known Brendan for like almost fifteen years now, and Brendan's a big film guy and horror and sci-fi, and uh, and we've met on a on a comedy, or at least that's what it was supposed to be. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan.
0: No, it was funny. I enjoyed
1: making. It. But yeah, it's uh, keep track of your things, man, because uh, then you can figure out who you worked for, who you haven't worked for in a while. You can keep track of that and all that other stuff. So, so you're doing a lot of the open mic showcase, right? You do what? What? Yep. What rooms are you playing?
0: Um, I've done the one that I really like. I've done Laugh Boston two times already. Good for you. And then I'm actually going to be at Laugh Boston uh, this. A week from tonight, uh, the 15th.
1: Oh, good. They
0: paying you? So, no, it's just a. It's just another, like, Tony, it's uh, Tony V hosts the show. Yeah. And it's just a little, it's almost just an open mic night. I think it actually is. You <laughs> just go up, people get five minutes, and so.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I have not played Live Boston yet. Just have not. I didn't even know if it would work for a while, but it seems to be entrenched. But you never know. Nix is one of those things that has been entrenched and it's not going anywhere. So Nix has been falling apart for years, as far as as far as my perception of it. It's still a decent club, but you know, Nix is not. You know, Nix hasn't been a comedy club in a while. It just, unfortunately, hasn't. I mean, it's a dance club that does comedy first. That's all they are. So
0: yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to get over to. Next, yet but laughs awesome
1: yeah it's a good looking room and it it's works
0: a, it's a fun yeah it is a, it is a good looking room and it's fun and it's just kind of like oh this is nice to be on more of a you know an upscale stage than yeah. just being at a random open mic night
1: well it's tough too because it's in the it's in the uh it's in south boston and the sea what is it seaport district is that what they're calling it now yeah seaport they call it the seaport and you know, there's a couple of hotels and things there, but there's nobody lives there, and they're building yeah. some condos. But you know, I don't know how they're getting audiences, and they were doing a midnight show. What the fuck? Wow, that was insane. And I'm like, and I and I, Will Noonan, I think, was uh, doing that for a while. And I said, Hey, Will, how many people you got showing up? He goes, Well, we got like fifteen or twenty. Sometimes we get thirty. And I'm like, well, Thirty people at a midnight show isn't isn't too bad, actually. Yeah. So now that you do comedy. And mm-hmm. this is the question I ask all newbies, and I I, I love to answer, ask this question. Now that you do it, how different is it than what you thought it was going to be?
0: Wow, that is a good question.
1: <laughs> That's why they don't pay me to do this show.
0: <laughs> it's How is it different? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, everyone has their... A lot of people think that, oh, you just get into it and then you're going to be this famous comedian (laughs) doing Carnegie Hall and doing the Wilbur and doing like all this stuff. And it's like, no, like there's a lot, you you know, you learn how much work really goes into it. And it's just, you got to network and you got to keep doing it and you got to, you just got to hustle at it. And that's, I think that's one thing that I like even more about it is just having to really go after it because, I don't know more rewarding when you when you really like something and then you just put all you got into it and just fun
1: yeah i mean that's nice but people giving you shit's nice too. (laughs) oh yeah yeah just here you go here you go tim here's a gig that's fucking awesome isn't it (laughs) oh yeah yeah, it's uh it's it's very different and people you know people get it all the time oh I could be funny I could be a comedian especially when you tell people you do it oh I could do it I could do it yeah no you can't no you no. really can't it's oh, a, trust it's me. a far different animal than you think it would be and it is it isn't it's nearly not for everybody I've seen actors try to do it and actors you know think they're doing it and they're not they're doing a monologue or you know it's not even that impressive to be honest with you uh, what are my volumes there we go I thought my volumes went down maybe I'm just talking <laughs> lower um but yeah it's uh so you're at it and you're doing you laugh Boston and there's halligan's there's that room there's the stadium there's all these new places oh yeah and you must be getting a lot of stage time how often are you getting up
0: um I've been trying to get up two three times a week so for right now because I sometimes I work at night but um I've been kind of been slow this week <laughs> but that's just <laughs> i've just been worse than like crazy but yeah for the most part i'd say two three times a week
1: yeah and you can't now it's uh, that's a couple weeks ago i was uh, i was talking to, i was doing the show and i was talking to one of the other guests and i said there's so many more rooms there's rooms now like it was when i started where i could get on seven eight even ten times a week and you could get up three times a night if you if you found the right places if you hustled enough. Um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even that bad. I mean, there was one in Somerville. There was a Tuesday in Somerville. Then there was a Tuesday in Everett. You could drive. wasn't even that far. And then you drive up Route One. You go to Peabody, and you could do that room too. So there was there was tons of rooms you could do. And now it's like the same thing. There's like, I think there's there's like two rooms on a Sunday. There's two rooms on a Monday. I think there's three on a Tuesday and there's yeah, somebody I mean, yeah sure. there's rooms all over the place now yeah there's a bunch so you're lucky man like if you if you started this five years ago you wouldn't have the opportunities you do now it's completely different Just so take
0: advantage you, of what's around
1: that's it man so what's your style tim now i've seen you so but my listening audience doesn't know you but i've 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 known you as a student now i see you as a comic what is your style of comedy which is a a strange question to ask somebody a a, a queer query as it were yes.
0: so i'm not a i like to tell stories storytelling That's, there you go kind of my my format i like building up stories and i like making you know doing the bunch of jokes within the story to build up to your main punchline, and um I like. I need to start incorporating more voices because, I mean, you and I have had this conversation before about mm-hmm. doing a bunch of different voices, and that's just that's one thing I would like to add. But um, just the energy, kind of. I'm I've definitely am influenced by Jim Carrey. Yeah. I like that. Just wild. Well, you know, not out of control, but just goofy on you know on the stage. So.
1: Well, I I recently came across a DVD. I was looking for something. Actually, the short, long story is I was uh, somebody friended me that I worked with on Friday night. And then, you know how Facebook puts up these suggestions. There was a person I hadn't seen in, I haven't talked to in like almost 10 years. A girl out in uh, L.A. who I used to know. Um, She had done she was a film student in Emerson. She did a video of me when I was like five, six years in a comedy um or maybe maybe it was longer than it. maybe it was almost 10 years in a comedy and she did this video of me and it was <laughs> it was just bad sound was bad horrible bad like just completely and i found it i found it because uh, i had converted all my videos to dvds and i found that it was on a different dvd and uh and i went through it and i was like oh my god because i was a co- almost completely different comic there and i was super high energy and it was like you know screaming And, you know, I was doing a lot of the same jokes, but I was doing them very differently. So you might, I mean, you're 30, which is, which is fantastic. And I think I was 30. Yeah, I was like 31 or 29, something like that. And I was like, woo. And now I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to tell some jokes and eventually I may get a little loud. (laughs) My pacing is, has completely changed, but you know something. The funny thing you say that you're a storyteller. Five years ago, you couldn't be a storyteller. It, there wasn't, it wasn't allowed. Uh, most really? of the, well, I say what most wasn't allowed. It comics were really kind of uh, 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 you know kind of evaluating each other, and you had to. The rule was you had you had to get a punchline. You had to get a laugh every eight seconds, which is not fucking insane. Oh, yeah, because ten years ago you had to get a you had to get a laugh every fifteen seconds, but everybody was doing their six minute set and they weren't doing stories. They were just doing these bang, set up, bang, set up, bang, set up, bang boom, 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 like that. And now comedy's comedy to me is almost come full circle where you can do almost anything you want again. There's no formatting for it anymore. It's very much a free flow uh, like it was in the late 80s, early 90s. Where you could be a storyteller, you could be one-liners. You could do, you know, you could be a Jackie Mason, or you could be a Stephen Wright, or you could be a, you know, a Don Rickles. You could be George Carlin. You could be a Jim Carrey. You could, you could do a Robin Williams. You could do all these different things. And now it's coming. It feels like it's come all the way back to that because a lot of the new guys I'm fascinated by because I'm looking. I'm going, ah, this is so raw, but I know because I was there I know how bad somebody can be and then just see the potential I mean I listen to my old sets and I'm like what the fuck? what, what? oh yeah how did I get laughs that's insane <laughs> so yeah and you'll find it too so it's just gonna keep on going so where uh, uh now i do you have you have anything going on this week
0: um Are I you- might try to do an open mic night tomorrow night
1: okay where's this one is this the one in New uh, Hampshire?
0: I believe the Hideout. I think is the name of it. It's in Samuel <laughs> Hall.
1: It's a great place to <laughs> <the> hideout. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, and you work nights. What do you do at night?
0: Um, well, I work during the day, but sometimes I have to work at night. But at night, I um, I'm a video and photography editor.
1: Oh, so you're using the video to your advantage? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, using,
0: I'm using the degree, and and then sometimes. Because I work full time at a production warehouse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever heard of uh, high output?
1: High output? No. Uh,
0: it's a uh, <laughs> basically it's a warehouse. So like when movies come around or any big performances,
1: oh, you you rent, know, people yeah.
0: people rent the equipment from us. But I work there full time during the day. But every now and then I'll get like, like earlier this week I had a photo shoot with uh, Have you ever heard of Jenny Finch? Uh, I think so. She's, a, she's an Olympic softball player.
1: Okay. No, I haven't, then.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, my, a buddy of mine from high school, I work with him doing photography stuff, and his, he's got this great career, and he gets these great clientele. So, yeah, we did a shoot with her for some yeah. company that was selling turf and pitching mounds, <laughs> I believe is what it was.
1: Really? Turf and pitching mounds to softball player. Yep. There's a lot of directions to go with that, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, some instead of us going in this direction, uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take our second break, and we come back, Tim. Since you are into movies, you're into the. You've got a degree. You're in the film full, uh, filmmaking. You, you work for a production company. We're gonna play a game that involves your knowledge of. Uh, movies and film so so bide your time ladies and gentlemen you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me your host Mark Scalia and we shall be right back coming to Salem this October his visions outrageous His predictions outlandish. His knowledge of the future is both ridiculous and benign. He is the world-renowned psychic. He is the hysterical medium-at-large, Charlatan. Appearing October 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 30th. Just go to gallowshillsalem.com and click the Psychic Show link. I've had many shows, many guests, Many listeners, who am I? I'm, I'm kind of a physician, but not really. I'm getting my bachelors, but I am Radio Irregardless. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone is the very funny and brand new to the comedy gun circuit. The brand new comedy gun to the comedy circuit. That's it. That would work out. (laughs) I was like, what what the fuck am I talking about? Tim Hughes, everybody. (laughs) Hi. Sorry we got that. Tim, we're going to play a wonderful game. Um, It's called, uh, well, wait a minute. Um, First of all, are you very good at movies? Do you like the movie guy? You like a movie buff?
0: you know for going to film school I mean I know a lot about movies but there's some people that I went to like film school with that know everything and people <laughs> that I work with and I don't understand how they know that much but you know let's just I can hold my own and hopefully I don't eat my words right now by saying that
1: well I'll tell you what let's see if we want to play let's see if you're qualified to play if you can't say something nice
0: if you can't say something nice
1: you warthog faced buffoon don't
0: say nothing at
1: all. That's right. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Uh, So I'm going to play a movie, and here's what it is. You are actually competing with my wonderful Mixler Mixler, uh, listeners, and we have uh, three of my regular listeners and three guests. They want to be anonymous, and that is completely fine. I'm fine with that. Nobody needs to know who everybody is in this day and age. (laughs) Um, But you're competing with them, and since there are six of them and one of you my listening audience, which I will put as LA, because I'm going to take you Tim Hughes, you will be TH, which would be the. I have five, five sounds, uh, five segments going to play, and you have to guess the, uh, the movie. Now, here's the thing you and I are speaking over the phone, so where our conversation is almost instantaneous. The uh-huh. listeners on Mixler may, in fact, be experiencing a data delay anywhere from 3 to three to 8 seconds, depending on their server and my server and everybody's server. So nobody's serving, and then so that's your, that's your advantage, but the disadvantage, there are six of them, one of you. So, Tim, Tim? <laughs> yes? See if you're ready. And some of these movies, let's see, this movie is... Uh, Thirty-five years old. This movie's about ten years old. This movie's about five years old, ten years old, and of course, almost twenty years old. So, if you get the answer right, you get a very cool sound, and if you get the answer wrong, you get an equally cool sound. <laughs> so, <laughs> Perfect. So, Tim, here we go. And I'll tell you what—I will play it a couple times for you. Here's the first one. Okay.
2: Son, you are the son of a thousand fathers, all bastards like you.
1: <laughs> I'll play it again. What
2: yeah, Rose please son you are you're
1: the son of a thousand fathers all bastards like you <laughs> you know who you are you're the son of a thousand bastards that's
2: what son you are
1: you're the son, son of a thousand, thousand fathers. fathers all bastards like you son of
0: a thousand fathers all bastards like you oh what the hell is that
1: uh- <laughs> that's a, it's a, one of the it's one of the more classic movies. Did you say it was how, Did you say how old it was It uh, That movie's probably Going on 40 years Um I will tell you this It's a western It's a western I'll play it again God
2: You're the son of a thousand fathers All bastards like you
0: God I'm in a Almost 40 Yeah What's that 70s Yeah Is it Dirty Harry <laughs>
1: Dirty Harry wasn't a Western.
0: Oh, it wasn't? Oh, shit, you're right. God yeah. damn it. Uh, I, was th- yeah. I was like thinking Clint Eastwood.
1: Yeah, it, well, Clint Eastwood is in it. You don't have to be IMDb to figure out that Dirty Harry is. <laughs> but yes, oh, God. Clint Eastwood well, hey. is actually in it. Guess I can hold my own, like I just said. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, the listeners haven't piped in yet, so you still have a shot at this one. Oh, God. Kim Santo thought it was a fistful of dollars, and she would be incorrect. All right. Brendan has no clue. My brother is the only uh, known listener, the other guests. Actually, if the guests want to chime in, by all means, you can type right in. And uh, you can say any movie you think it is. I'll play it one more time for you guys.
2: What son you are? You're the son
1: of a thousand fathers, all bastards like you. Oh, two of the listeners got it. Kim, who's on her cell phone, still had time to type it in, and my brother actually typed it in. It is the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's
0: what oh, Ah, yeah, so, God.
1: So they get this, and you get this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. It's terrible. Alright, here we go. So, listening audience, one, Tim Zip. Here we go. Here's the, here's the next one.
0: You are a smelly pirate hooker.
2: You look like a blueberry.
1: <laughs> Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> <laughs> the movie?
0: Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh,
1: my goodness. He got it right. Oh, that's one apiece. See how good he is. Like Kim Santo now just got Anchorman. Um, and <laughs> here we go. Damn, yes, that now... You're tied up. Watch out. The audience is tricky. Last last week, my uh, my call-in guest got two right away, zip-zipped, and then got smoked three women later. So don't get cocky, kid. Here we go. Here's the third one. First, take a big step back and literally fuck
2: your own face.
1: (laughs) I'll play it again. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Oh God! What is that? It was it was not magnolia. <laughs> oh. It was steel magnolia's Actually, no, it wasn't. I'll play it again. First, yeah. take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Okay. Do you know the actor? Is acting? that Tom Cruise? It is Tom Cruise. The audience has not got it yet. So quick, Tim. Ah. quick.
0: Why, is it, um quick. Oh my god. You know it. What's that what's that movie? Um, I know
1: the movie. I can't tell you that movie.
0: You you uh Oh
1: come on before the audience gets oh it. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> this a, is killing me. I know what it is and it's
1: stuck. Oh, my brother got it with the with the name Tropic Thunder ring a bell. Oh, it was Tropic Thunder? Yeah, what did you not know? <laughs> it was Tropic Thunder What did you think it was? I was thinking it was, um, because it was Tom Cruise. What's the, uh, why can't I think of the name of it? You can't handle the truth. Oh, the oh, uh, a Few Good Men. Few Good Men, no, he, jeez. He never told Nicholson to step back and fuck his <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <you> never <laughs> Fuck his own face. Okay, this one's yeah, tricky. Nicholson. Brendan may get this one. It's a very obscure reference. Actually, Kim may be getting this one, too. Here you go, give it a shot. Only three seconds worth of it. Fuck you, fuck bull that's that's it <laughs> i like fuck all you, these they tell you where they're from fuck you um, fuck ball
0: fuck you fuck ball?
1: yeah fuck you fuck ball and then he shoots them fuck you you fuck ball no just fuck you fuck ball not fuck you, oh, fuck fuck you fuck ball. Ball. <laughs> don't put it reservoir I dogs can't... uh kim thought it was reservoir dogs that is incorrect However, because she's on that trail, I'm gonna help her out. That is Harvey Keitel. My brother got it with get get shorty. Oh my god! Fuck wow! Bull, fuck bull! <laughs> I
0: yeah, told you great at this game. I
1: told you it doesn't matter. It's like wowie zowie zowie. I didn't even know what that was. I had to look it up. It was, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm and I'm producing the game. And last but certainly not least, Tim, you got to redeem yourself. You have one versus the three. Oh God! Here we go. Here we go. Hey, try
2: not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot.
0: <laughs> hey, try not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot.
1: Oh God! Oh my God! My Brendan got it very quickly. With, I I don't I don't know. You don't know it? No. Thirty-seven dicks. My girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. <laughs> do you know that line? No. No. What
0: Oh my it? God!
1: You are 30 years old and you don't know this movie. What is it? It's Clerks. Oh
2: yeah! <laughs> I bet you do all kinds of right. Uh, so that's. The
1: uh, Kevin Smith would be so mad at me if he He's, knew who I was and he was, cared. He, well, you know something? You answered as quick as Silent Bob would. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, right? No ticket. No ticket. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now, well, that wasn't in that wasn't in Clerks. What movie was that in? That was dogma. That was in dogma, correct? Oh, dogma's awesome. See, and that's why we play this game. So I'll tell you what we're gonna do, Uh, Tim. We are gonna take our third and final break, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tally up the scores, which shouldn't take longer than the commercial. Uh, So (laughs) when we come back, too big one tally up, but I got bass kicked. It's 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 just we're gonna all lick our wounds. You're listening (laughs) to radio, regardless, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless, and uh, this is me, Mark Scalia. And I've tabulated the scores from Tim Hughes, uh, and and, uh, I just, this is, we're just going to take this and we're just going to throw that away. (laughs)
0: Like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Yeah,
1: and you did. You got smoke it, Betty. Uh, you hey, got, at least I, I'm just glad I knew the Anchorman one. Uh, and I said that I technically you placed because uh, you got one. <laughs> ah, sweet. You, you buried Anchorman. That was good. I don't even think the uh, audience got that. Let's see. Did they get Anchorman? No, they didn't even bother because you smoked him That's right. You smoked him on that. So it's the it's a devastating loss. Uh, but we'll take it with a grain of sand. And uh, before we let you go, Tim, hey, uh, I, I want to, and I do this with all my guests, and uh, I, I know you got a lot of stuff coming up, and you, but you've only been doing it for a, a fairly short amount of time. But uh-huh. here's what I love to play with all my guests, whether they're an actor, a comic, a uh, musician, whatever. I like to play gigs, best, worst, and first. Um, and, of course, we always go with the more interesting stories. I, I go that way because it rhymes, <laughs> because it's easier to rhyme. But uh, would you please, if you would... Uh, recall your first uh, time on stage your best time on stage and your worst time on stage in that order because the first is always a an awe story a best is always a wow that's great and a worst is always the fucking funniest so so here we go and and you might have had a a, a bunch of bests and a bunch of worsts or worst worsts I don't know am I adding an extra syllable I don't know. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, tell me in the listening audience if you would share your best, uh, your first best and worst stories with us, if you would. My first
0: was at Dick Doherty's Comedy Den back in March, mm. and I did a joke about a, um, it was a story of something that actually happened was a bit of road rage where it ended up in, rather than the two of us going out to fight, it ended up with him saying, you want to go? Well, I'm going to suck your dick, and I'm going to suck your little brother's dick. And when he said my little brother, it was my shorter friend sitting next to me. And then um, that was his insult. So, you know, I did not accept the battle. <laughs>
1: well,
0: slow <laughs> not, slow down. my advantage not to have him suck my dick. Slow down. my friend. Slow down.
1: Slow down, Tim. Slow down. Slow the fuck down a second. Yep, that's Hold a real on. story. Hold on. You... Your first time on stage, somebody heckled you. Is that what? No. no.
0: I was just telling the story. No, 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 no. I was telling the story about a single a road rage story that oh. happened to me.
1: Oh my god! I was like, your first time on stage, this guys heckling you with you. I'm gonna. But you were telling a story about a road rage, a road rage story. Yeah, yeah, Okay, no. all right. That's why <laughs> I had to a crazy stop the
0: crowd. Some. The first time I went up, some dude was just like, "I'm gonna suck your dick," and I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't know comedy was like this.
1: Man, that took about eight years for. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't a dude. Wasn't a dude. (laughs) My my wife's not currently listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be insane. You're just like, what? No, I just want to tell jokes right now. (laughs) Like no dude, and by the way, I don't want you to do that anyways, because you're a dude.
1: You yeah, dude, one <laughs> dude doesn't say to another dude anyway. So yeah, right. So you would but tell yeah, so you was, would tell the story. So I was telling gotcha. the
0: road rage story. Gotcha. And it was a lot. I had a lot of fun, and I found out that night how comfortable I was on stage, and how it was just, you know, I was my heart was going a thousand miles an hour before I went up. Yeah. But then as soon as I got up there, I, I just completely relaxed it was like i don't know it was weird but it was awesome so i was just like finally i'm doing this
1: yeah so that's a good so, story that's until i interrupted it with thinking you some dude was gonna blow you <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it, was a rough, it, was, it was a real rough crowd that <laughs> night
1: so your uh your best time on stage thus far what do you got um
0: i have i have like a tie with that one because Doing the doing the Laugh Boston show just felt awesome, and I had like twenty five of my friends show up, and people just surprised me like showing up to the show. And my mother was up from Atlanta, and my stepfather, really? so they came to the show too.
1: Sweet. And
0: it was just it was just a lot of fun, and it was just like, I was very appreciative of of my friends and just what I was you know fun that night.
1: And what's the and tie? What's the tie? Uh, it was actually the
0: next night. I was at Dick Doherty's Comedy Den, and it was a Thursday night. My mom and my stepfather were at that show. My dad showed up to that show, too. And a
1: guy wanted to blow you.
0: Yeah, and the guy was like, <laughs> this other guy in the crowd was like, I'm like, my pants are here, man. Come on. Don't say that. That's weird. I don't want them to know that. No. But, uh, I'm sorry. But... I'm so used to doing just the five minutes, you know, the standard yeah. open mic thing, and we get there, and we thought we were going to do it in like five minutes, and they were just like, hey, you guys want to do 10 minutes tonight? Mm. Totally unprepared, and I was just like, "Yeah." Went up, did it, and it was just i, I probably the most comfortable I've ever felt on stage.
1: It nice. was just awesome. Very cool. And, uh, the, and, now, and the now the worst. And now the worst. Let's see if you can sift through the database. <laughs>
0: Oh, I know what it is. Go. So it was up in uh, New Hampshire. Okay. And it was a Saturday night. And the room, it was like an interesting room. And, but the crowd that was there was just flat.
1: And what was the room?
0: Uh, the arena. The
1: Saturday, Saturday night. In New Hampshire the crowd was flat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay.
0: And it was and came it wasn't it? like I don't know, all the the humor that was going through was really weird too. hmm So then I get up on stage and everybody was kinda like low it was like low key comedy.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I got up on stage and just <laughs> flipped it into the next gear. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because the bartender came up to me afterwards and she was like yeah, you were uh, you were the only person I laughed at, and I was like, "Oh, thanks." Uh, it was just oh my god! It was such an interesting night.
1: Do you remember? I remember, the, I remember the I had to
0: pee like six times before I went up on stage. <laughs> I just kept. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I think I had a beer."
1: <laughs> Where, where's the where's the arena in New Hampshire? Nashua. Oh, okay. And Nashua, well, Nashua on a Saturday night—that's a, that's a very much a bedroom community. On Saturday yeah. night, it's first show, it's dinner, and if the shows show's got to be over by about ten o'clock, ten thirty, maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's, and I hate to say it's a bedroom community, but I mean, because Nashua's got a lot of nightlife, but it's got nightlife for very specific places that can go. I mean, and we used to party in Nashua all the time, and we, you know, till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. But some places are like, you know, the sidewalks roll up. Yeah. And this was one of the, the arenas. hmm Have you been there since? No, this was only a couple of weeks ago. So. <laughs> so it's fresh in your mind.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's right there. I was just like, ah, oh, like this is.
1: Still licking his wounds.
0: <laughs> like I remember the first comedian that went up was like a. They said that they were transgender and they were gay, and I was just like, I don't know how that works. <laughs> but True. And it, it was just, now I'm gonna look
1: that up. I got It was a few weeks ago at the arena. Were they having a gay? Uh, you know, a a. I don't even know what they call it. They call it a I, out of the. Well, sometimes they do an out of the closet night. They call it.
0: I don't know why I would have been there, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, a guy was trying to hit on you, so I don't know. That's why. Yeah,
0: right? He was like, I'm going to suck your dick in the middle of traffic. I'm like, listen, man, I already told you.
1: (laughs) Let's see. The Arena Sports Club and uh, Nightclub. Uh, Let's see. No, that doesn't look anything like that. Doesn't look. Was that at the sports bar?
0: Yeah, there's like this room. There's like this stage room in the back, and it looks like there's like these, you know, like ancient Roman pillars in there, and it's like the, you know, whatever it is, the uh, Colosseum, <laughs> but not really, kind of, think, you know, that Roman look.
1: Look at the Roman look. Yeah, I'm looking that at Roman. it. I, I don't, I don't see anything. And you said it was a couple months ago.
0: Yeah. No. Or no, it was like a month ago. Yeah.
1: Yep. Not seeing it. There you go. September. It was on Saturday night. The only thing on Saturday night is the Saturday the 28th. I want to see. Now I'm curious. No, that's a Red Sox viewing party. That's <laughs> There's nothing on a Saturday. Oh, wait a minute. Those are Sundays. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you put a Sunday? Because it's a weekend. That's what it is. Girls night out. Oh, best comedy weekend. There we go. It was the night. Let's see, best weekend comedy venue. Comedy on. Oh, I mean, like Alana, Alana put that. To, yeah, Alana put that together. Yeah. Yep. I'm just looking at it. Seven and nine. See that? That should have worked. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> it should have worked. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just got bad written all over it, though. It just when you look at it like that, it's just bad written. So I had a. It was I liked
0: the show that we did at Fodies. Oh, Fodies
1: was a lot of fun.
0: That was a great night. That yeah. was a lot of fun. I'm glad that my buddy brought that like whole table of people, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that one of those... Fodies is one of those rooms that... It's it's a fun little kicking around room. I mean, it's... There were too many comics on the show. I'll just yeah. There was way too many comics. I mean, if there's... You know... If you're doing a showcase, you do you do four or five comics. You don't have seven or eight. You just... Mm-hmm. And I think there were like seven comics there. And I'm like, well, it's not a contest. You don't have to do that many comics. But, you know, and then, of course, I get up there and it's like, Ugh. well, my worst story. My I was at the, um, uh, where was it? Gold Room last Friday. Craig Gass was doing two shows on the next night, the Saturday night. And he uh, he decided he wanted to go up and do 10 minutes. And I was like, I don't care. You do 10 minutes. He did almost 25 and I mean, you know, then I get up there and I got to do 45 and it was yeah. it was just it was a total knife fight and I'm like, you know, I know you're a big guy and I know you do stuff in LA and he seemed like a nice guy when I talked to him after, you know, afterwards, but it was like, dude, you know, you made it so you 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 took the it's a New England audience it does not have a 2-hour mentality. This is not New York. You can't do a 2-hour yeah. comedy show. So, it just was like, yeah. So, I mean, I did all right, but still not what I could have done. And they petered out, you know, as I predicted, 15 minutes before I was ready to go. So, mm-hmm. But no more about that shit. What do you got coming up? Besides, You got Laugh Boston coming up? What else you got coming up? Tell my listeners where they can stalk you, personally. Well,
0: I got I Laugh Boston next Wednesday, the 15th, coming up at 8 o'clock. That'll be a good one. And then I have October, where is it, October 23rd. I will be there's we're doing like my buddy this kid Spanky. He uh he's just got into doing open my next too. <laughs> Spanky.
1: I knew a it's couple of spankies, it's a buddy. Thursday. Yep.
0: And it's at the foundation room at the House of Blues. In Boston? Yep. Really? And ah. uh what is it? Steve Halligan, Dan Crone. Oh, who's the other one? I don't have the flyer in front of me right now. Um and then a bunch of other people are going to just be doing kind of like a comedy showcase, and it's free admission.
1: Wow. How's he getting so. Campbell, Halligan and Krohn to do it without money? He's got to be budgeting it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just, I don't know how he put it together, but mm. he did a good job and brought a bunch of people together, so I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, speaking of Dan Krohn, he's going to be my guest next week, so I can chat it up about that. Oh, nice. That'd be nice. Dan Krohn, he's awesome. Yeah, Dan's a good guy. He's a very good guy, definitely. Still coming up in the ranks. Coming up always. Always coming up in the ranks. So so Tim, thank you so much, man, for being uh being part of the show. Um you know, still new at it, but man, you get some funny stuff going on and I, I like working with you. And it's uh I'm glad I could get you on the show and then help promote it. And uh, you know, as long as you're not doing back rooms in New Hampshire, that should be fine from this point.
0: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I, I, uh, I had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for being on. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's, this has been Tim Hughes. You can actually visit him. You can stalk him on Instagram at, at Big T Hughes. Uh, Facebook, Tim Hughes Comedy. And Twitter, he's at Big T 10. That's who he is. Tim Hughes. Thanks, oh, yeah. Thanks so much for uh, getting on the show. And uh, I will see you around the circuit, my friend.
0: All right. Sounds good, Mark. All right. Thanks. Take it easy. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. That was Tim Hughes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, very funny guy. He's so funny. <laughs> I really thought some guy was hitting on him at a show. That was very weird for me. So, uh, Checking the phone lines. Nothing on the phone lines. No email, which means I get to wrap it up. And I'm actually trying to make the show a little tighter, so I'm right on schedule. So, guys, uh, thanks so much. Hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing over the next Couple of weeks or so, even though I've been busy. Uh, I am actually working. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got some fills, and some stuff. As you know, or you may not know, if you heard the promo, the Hysterical Medium at Large will be performing. Uh, I will be performing the Hysterical Medium at Large as Shah Latan in Salem Mass tomorrow, and that is at an eight o'clock show. Uh, so be sure to come down to the Griffin Theater and get that. The links are on the uh, on the website through uh, Facebook and all that. Uh, Friday night I'm actually doing a private fundraiser in Manchester, New Hampshire and I recently got a fill date on my Saturday. I wasn't working, but now I am and I'm doing another benefit at the Manchester Elks in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, If you want to do promos or sponsors, be a guest, email radioirregardless at gmail.com Next week, the aforementioned Dan Crone, comedy comedian extraordinaire, Guys, thank you so much for being a part of Radio Regardless, and we'll see you next week. This has been Radio Air Regardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Air Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening.
2: And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden, shall be sent to a work camp.